Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. Question for you. Do you feel like your life is on hold until you find your dream job? Or do you feel stuck working in the gig economy that we have right now, mostly because you're just not quite sure what else it is that you want to do? Or do you look at your friends who are following more traditional career paths and feel like they are so lucky just because they knew what it was they wanted to do in the first place? The idea of a dream job is a hook that's been dangled in front of us since we've all been young. We're constantly asked, what do we wanna be when we grow up? And usually the people asking these questions are expecting to hear us talk about some more traditional, successful career paths, something along the lines of being a lawyer or a doctor or a businessman, something that leads us to a corner office with big windows and a corporate ladder to climb, a good salary, and that we can wear killer kick-ass heels to work in every day because we can afford to take a cab or an Uber to the office every day and we never have to walk anywhere. The dream job is something that we're taught to aspire to and to hope for and to dream for. And ultimately, a lot of us wind up feeling kind of bad if we're never quite able to put our finger on what exactly we want our dream job to be. And if we never have a really clear answer of what we want to do when we grow up. Or many of us will find ourselves in the quintessential dream job only to realize that it's not actually what we wanted to do and it's not something that personally maybe you're finding fulfilling and it's not really what's ever gonna make you happy. Now I definitely do not want to bum you out about the job market today. Believe it or not, this episode is actually all about how you can find and build your dream job But I really think that the first step towards finding your dream career is to stop believing in the, quite frankly, somewhat outdated concept of the dream job that might be what's keeping you feeling stuck or unsuccessful right now in the first place. Before we get started though, I wanna say a quick hello and welcome to the How to Adult Show. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is a free weekly show produced by the How to Adult School, your source for all of the adult life skills that you wish someone had taken the time to teach you while you were actually in school. So if this sounds like the resource that you have been waiting for, I wanna invite you to go ahead and click subscribe on the show so that you never miss another episode of the How to Adult Show. Now, today's episode is all about breaking down that myth of the dream job that might be what's keeping you feeling stuck or lost or unfulfilled in your job right now in the first place. And then we're gonna walk through five tips that every millennial actually should have been given to help us start out on the right track in building and finding our own individual, realistic, and ideal careers. 
Now, we have all been raised to look for the classic dream job, you know, the one from before with the corner office and the amazing heels that you never have to walk anywhere in. A job that's going to pay you a really good salary and that's going to give you evenings and weekends off to enjoy with your family and friends. And most importantly, the job that's going to look after you when you're at the end of your working life and it's time to retire. And that job is still going to be there paying you and making sure that you can live and survive comfortably. The kind of job that you get in your early 20s and you stay at until your late 50s and that gives you raises and promotions and perks and a pension. The problem with this rhetoric though is that this type of job doesn't really seem to exist anymore for our age group. The job market that we're currently looking at just isn't the same as it was for our parents' generation. And quite frankly, this type of job hasn't actually really existed since our grandparents' generation. I don't know about you, but my grandparents are the last people who have had a pension to support them through 40 going on 50 years of retirement. Things like company loyalty to employees is much lower. Pensions are an absolute frickin' unicorn if you can find one. Unsustainably long work hours and the culture to hustle your way in seem to be a given. And all of a sudden that dream job that we thought we were getting doesn't actually seem that dreamy, if it even exists at all. But don't get me wrong here, your ideal job definitely does exist and you will absolutely be able to seek out and create your ideal career life. But first, I believe it is so important that we stop prescribing to this idea of the dream job that we've been taught and to stop measuring our wants and needs and successes against this unrealistic litmus anymore. So if right now you are feeling trapped in the gig economy, but not entirely sure which direction you want to go to get out of it, or if you take a step back and realize that the only reason you're at your job in the first place is because you ran out of eye cream and you needed to buy some more, well then I'm coming at you in today's episode with five ways that you can start to reframe your thinking about your career life and questions to ask yourself that will set you up for today's version of a healthy and fulfilling career life. Are you ready? Let's get going. Okay, so the first thinking point that I want to talk about is to get rid of the need for immediacy. Now, this is a big one for all of us millennials. Things seem to move so fast in our lives today, and we're constantly inundated with updates on what our friends are doing, and we're always seeing where our friends or even random past high school acquaintances are at, and it all looks so good, and it makes it all seem like they're really just there in their lives, wherever there really is. And I'm sure you've heard this before. This is the classic highlight reel talk. The one that's making you aware of the fact that you shouldn't be comparing yourself to the version of perfect that you're seeing in other people's lives as they're portrayed online. The biggest problem with this is that we see other people's successes and to us as a viewer from the outside, it seems like they achieve that success overnight and we never actually get any real exposure to the blood and the sweat and the tears that probably went into them getting there. The way that we consume updates and information about one another is feeding this need for immediacy that we feel about every aspect of our lives these days and quite frankly it just doesn't really work that way for your career or anything other than online shopping that comes to your door right away quite frankly. 
So instead of looking at your work life and feeling disappointed or judgmental of yourself for the fact that you don't feel like you're working your dream job already, then start to recognize that it's a building process. And if you feel like you've placed yourself on the right track to get to where you wanna be eventually, then that is absolutely amazing. You are definitely on the right track. You've probably got somewhere in the realm of 40 to 50 working years of your life, and it's only natural for us to slowly build towards a career peak over the course of those years. So if you're not feeling fulfilled by your work life right now, pause and ask yourself, is it realistic that you should have reached the pinnacle of your work career at 25, 30, 35? Probably not. So instead, hit pause and take a look at whether you've intentionally placed yourself in a position that's likely gonna help you get towards where you wanna be in the future. If you've intentionally picked your path and chosen where you are in your work life right now, then you're definitely on the right track. If by doing this you discover that maybe you've fallen into something that you really don't enjoy and you don't feel like it's gonna get you to where you wanna go, then maybe it's time to consider a career pivot. But don't go around hating your work life because you didn't immediately step into the dream at 24 years old and become working girl Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and The Fabulous Yellow Dress. That's just not realistic. So instead, go ahead, make life easier on yourself, let go of that fake dream and embrace the process of building and always working towards getting to where you wanna go. Find comfort and peace in the process of having a plan for yourself and knowing that no matter what, you're always working on that plan and usually plans end up coming to fruition. The next point I wanna talk about is that you don't always have to love every aspect of your career all the time. It's natural for there to be ups and downs to any working life, so don't let yourself dwell and become obsessed and consumed by these down periods that will happen. Everyone's job has crazy busy times or weird coworkers or micromanaging bosses or the occasional super crummy client. Don't let your negativity bias take control and become all consumed by the negative. Focus on the positive aspects too to keep your perspective balanced. My favorite way of looking at this was framed out by the author Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic. She wrote that everyone's job comes with what she calls a shit sandwich that you just gotta eat sometimes. The question is, is it a shit sandwich that you're willing to eat for the job? You're never gonna find a job without one, so is this the one that you're gonna eat? Personally, this idea came to me when I was eyeballs deep in my wedding photography business just in the early years of running the business, and I was starting to feel really drained by what felt like the endless and constant evenings and weekends away, away from my family, away from my friends, and on the road so that I could shoot on location all the time. I was becoming absolutely consumed by how much I just didn't wanna get in the car and be on the highway again, and how much I didn't wanna get home at one o'clock in the morning again. So I really had to take a moment and get realistic about the shit sandwich that was the nature of this part of my career choice. At the end of the day, when I stopped focusing on the negatives, I realized that the positives really outweighed all the travel that I wasn't really enjoying at that period of time. 
I realized that I was really only on the road with a travel schedule like this from May to October. And the whole other half of the year, I was basically free to completely set my own schedule and do whatever I wanted. I loved the freedom that I had with the job. I loved the creativity, the social aspects, the constant learning and growing process. And realizing that helped me embrace the sandwich that came along with my job, take a big old bite out of it, and I turned my travel time into something that I enjoyed. I enjoyed having the time by myself to think a bit deeper about upcoming projects and ideas and goals that I had. I started listening to audiobooks that I wanted to get through. I started just absolutely chewing through podcasts on topics that I wanted to learn more about, and I managed to take the negative and turn it into somewhat more of a positive. I still didn't love getting home at one in the morning, but I didn't hate every moment of it so much because I was able to balance it out and realize that I actually overall loved my job and was super happy with what I was doing. Now, when you start to weigh your own sandwich, you might actually end up finding that it's not that worth it. That is a possibility, in which case it's probably time to start thinking about a big old career pivot, and that's absolutely okay. But you might also find that the sandwich is pretty worth it and you enjoy your job. Now, also just to be clear, because this is the internet and I have to couch statements like this all the time, I'm not recommending that in your job you actually have to put up with total BS from people. Sometimes you just end up in a crummy situation and you have to exit stage right and get out of there. But overall, the idea is that, again, it's important to be realistic about your expectations of your job, the fact that your work life is not going to be all puppy dogs and lollipops and Friday night beers with coworkers all the time. There's going to be ups and downs, and you always have to be weighing your checks and balances to make sure that you're actually enjoying what you're doing. Bad times just do happen. So if you find that you're having a particularly crummy time of it, stop, think about this lesson and ask yourself, is this sandwich worth it for my job? Okay, so the first two points came across as kind of lecture style, but for point number three, I actually have a question for you to ask yourself. So if you're caught up in the career woes or feeling stuck and unsuccessful and generally just being a little bit too hard on yourself about your work life, Instead of asking yourself the age-old question of what do I want to be when I grow up, what is my air quotes dream job, I want you to can those questions. You need to ask yourself what it is that you value in your career instead of what it is that you want to do. Instead of thinking in big career terms like environmental lawyer or marketing strategist or tradesperson, I want you to think about more tangible values that you have that you can actually measure and work towards achieving in your work life. So by this, I mean ask yourself what is important to you? What makes you come to life all the time? Is it finding a social office culture? Is it having a job that constantly inspires you to be learning and growing and trying new things? Is it having the flexibility to work from anywhere, anytime, according to your own schedule? Maybe it's getting to work on deeper thinking, more long-term projects. It's up to you to evaluate your life, find the areas that make you come alive and figure out what the values are that are associated with those things. And then you're going to end up being able to find career paths that allow you to achieve those values in your work life. You just need to identify what they are in the first place.
loads of people end up working jobs that are a pretty far cry from what they were educated for. And a lot of people end up feeling kind of guilty about that in a way. But really, it's not the job title that matters at the end of the day in terms of your work success. I, for example, studied marine biology in school, but I always kind of knew that I wanted to work for myself no matter what. That the autonomy of being self-employed and getting to work on big ideas of my own design was single-handedly the most important thing to me. So eventually I got it through my head that I should let go of that career title of being a marine biologist. That's what I'd been working towards. And thankfully this was before I started grad school. And I keep asking myself the same question as my work life continues to progress. What are the values and what is the lifestyle that I want my work life to afford me? And does my current career path allow me to have those? Even if I'm not necessarily there yet, again, the path question, it's not immediate. Am I on the right path to eventually get there and achieve those values and that lifestyle that I'm dreaming of? You'll start to notice an immediate shift in the clarity of your thinking around what exactly it is that you want. And you'll start to be able to see a bit more of a path of how you're going to get there at the end of the day when you start to ask yourself this question instead of the rather vague question of what do I want to do with my life? So moving on from there, the fourth thinking point that I really think that our generation and the younger generation need to embrace in order to start building happier and more fulfilling career and work lives for ourselves is to take on the responsibility of being accountable for our own financial stability and not to always expect to have an employer to lean on and to be there to provide for you. Finding a job with a pension is like finding a four-leaf clover these days, and it's no longer realistic to expect to find an employer in your 20s, work for them for 40 years, and then retire with a comfortable pension from that employer to continue to live on for the next 40 years. Honestly, like I said before, I think that my grandparents' generation really seems to be the last generation that was truly able to expect this type of career path and career progression as the norm. So overall, I think it's super important for our generation to collectively start to shift away from that and to learn to take our financial independence into our own hands. We live in the age of entering the workforce and being faced with a gig economy. Employer and subsequently employee loyalty is low at best, and the hustle culture is causing employees to start to burn out in their 20s and 30s. I literally hear 20-something-year-olds say that they're leaving the job because it's not worth their health, and it's not like they're working on fishing rigs here. These are office jobs that we're talking about. Now, I definitely do not want to go all negative and complaining about the lot that we received in life. I am definitely the first person to say that our lives here as young people in Canada overall, pretty freaking fantastic. This is just the new way of it. And quite frankly, we all need to adapt and also to change our rhetoric and to change the teaching so that we're able to start to plan for our own financial well-being and start to take care of that ourselves. Taking control of your own financial stability early on in life is going to help you have a much happier and more relaxed approach to your work life. This means starting to save for retirement and build up your emergency savings accounts as soon as you start working, not waiting until you're 40 to start doing so. 
working towards creating financial stability for yourself from the very beginning of your career is going to allow you to have the autonomy to change careers and pivot over the course of your life as you need to. And these days, that is so much more realistic and so much more attainable than finding the mythical dream job that will take care of you for your whole life. Now, if you don't already know, getting control of your personal finances is a huge topic of education that we cover at the How to Adult School. Our financial educations have been woefully inadequate up to this point in our lives, for most of us at least, and I desperately want to fix that. So if when I presented this last point to you, you found yourself rolling your eyes a little bit at this point or thinking, well, that sounds nice, then there's a whole whack of sarcasm that we need to deal with there. Um, But what I'm trying to get to is that there are loads of resources for you that are prepared over on the financial education branch of the How to Adult School, and you should definitely start to take a look at those and start to learn a little bit more about this topic. So to start with, there are two really great back to basics beginner finance episodes that are online already. And this is episode number two, which brings you through the very beginner basics of starting to manage your finances, as well as episode number six, which walks you through the process of creating your own emergency savings fund so that you can actually finally start to feel a little bit of financial stability, security and autonomy over your work life. So definitely jump on over there and check those out if you want to start working towards building your own financial stability, or if you've listened to all of this and you just don't believe that it's possible for yourself to do so at this point in your life, I have episodes for you. The last and final thinking point that I have for you today, all about how millennials can start to achieve a much happier work life by letting go of that myth of the dream job, is that we need to start to learn about and embrace the art of the pivot. And this is something that goes hand in hand with the financial stability point as well. Things are changing really rapidly in our world, and it doesn't seem that crazy anymore to think that our career paths can and will change as we move through our work lives. Millennials have become known as the job hopping generation, and that's often framed as a bad thing. I hear us spoken about like we're fickle by people who haven't quite recognized the new need to pivot and look out for ourselves and welcome change that quite frankly characterizes our young working lives these days. For example, for the eldest tranche of millennials, most of their working lives have already spanned things like the economic crash of 2008, the next oil crash of 2015, the freaking COVID pandemic of 2020. And these are all things that have been deemed once in a lifetime disasters. So far, they've lived through three in the beginning of their adult working lives. And again, this is what it is. All I can say is that we have to learn how to be a bit more flexible and to not allow ourselves to go down with the ship, you know, holding tight to this idea of this is your dream job and it's always what you want to do. So you're just darn well going to do it, even if it's not that realistic of a career path anymore. When you're faced with the prospect of a career shift, I want you to go back and look at that values question that we talked about in point number three. Figure out what types of values you have about your work life and what type of lifestyle you want your job to afford you. And then from there, allow yourself to relax a little bit and pivot as needed to continue to find new career paths that speak to your wants and needs in life rather than just clinging for dear life to 17-year-old you's answer to the question, what do you want to do when you graduate? Embrace the art of the pivot and don't fight it. 
maybe don't put quite so much value in the ideal of being a lifer at your company above all else in today's day and age. When you get there, it's actually kind of exciting to think about the possibility of learning and changing and growing, learning new skills over the course of our work lives. I'll be the first to admit, sometimes a pivot can be painful, especially if it's forced, but in the long run, it's kind of great. So I really think that at the end of the day, we just have to get on board with it, embrace the art of the pivot, and we'll enjoy our career lives and our upcoming work lives so much more. So if you have been feeling held back in life by the generations old work values and feeling hung up on the idea of being stuck and unable to move forward with life until you find your dream job, I really hope that this episode was liberating for you. If you wanna dive deeper, as always, I have a few resources that I'm going to link for you in the description below this episode so that you can learn more and take it a step further and apply it to your own life. First, if you were stopped in your tracks by the question, what are your values and what type of lifestyle do you want your job to afford you? Then there is a fabulous free audio training that's available through the How to Adult School website that I wanna direct you to. So this is just sub an hour long and it's an audio training all about setting and achieving your goals. And most importantly, at the beginning, it dives deep into an exercise that's gonna help you figure out what it is that you want. Going through this exercise will definitely help you figure out where you're at if you're feeling a little bit lost or unsure or if you have my problem and you're suffering from conflicting ideas about all the different things that you might want from your work life. You can find the link to that again in the description below this episode or over on the blog, which is where the show notes are for each episode at howtoadultschool.com slash show notes. Next, if the art of the pivot and flowing a little bit more with new ideas is something that you feel like you wanna learn more about and maybe work on, I highly, highly recommend picking up a copy of the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Especially if you work in a creative field, this book discusses the changing nature of ideas and creativity in our work. And as someone running a small business in a creative field, when I was a full-time wedding photographer, this book was fabulous and I honestly pulled it out and referred to it all the time. Again, I will link that book in the description below this episode, and it's also part of the careers branch of the resources library over on the How to Adult School website as well. If you haven't checked out the resources library yet, I definitely recommend heading on over there after this episode and taking a look through it. There are so many fabulous resources for you there where you can pick a topic and start to learn more about that on your own time. So that is the end of today's episode. Hopefully it was helpful to you and you're no longer being so darn hard on yourself about the outdated and quite frankly, mythical idea of finding your one and only dream job. Your work life should at least be kind of fun some of the time. And I truly believe that embracing the new nature of our careers is gonna go a long way towards helping us all enjoy our work lives and just start to feel better about it as a whole. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, so please go ahead and tell me what you think. Start a discussion. The best way to communicate with me about any topic is in the comments section of the blog post for that specific episode over on the show notes section of the site or below the YouTube video for that episode. 
Also, if you haven't done so yet, please hit subscribe and join the community following the show. A, it makes sure that you never miss another one of our episodes, and B, it really helps me out to see that we're on the right track with the How to Adult School and providing you with great free information on topics that you actually are interested in hearing about and learning more about. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Again, I am your host, Corey Fowler, and I am excited to see you right back here next Monday for a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.